Hello, everybody. It's the Cigar Diva. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Cigar Diva podcast. I hope your holidays are going fabulously and that all of you and yours are well, healthy, happy. And I have uh, with me today... Maybe there's a problem with the sound. No, there's a problem with the attitude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's actually perfect for today's topic. I am not flying alone today. I have with me the illustrious, the very talented, the extremely hilarious coconut stick man. Yay, yay. I was. It's, it's my catchphrase. I mean, it's, it's, I'm a West Coast kid. I'm, I'm a big Ice Cube fan. That's, that's what I'm going to say. I'm not going to do my Martha Stewart by my towels. <laughs> so, I mean. No, no. Um, I, I don't think that would work. But uh, it, it may be appropriate for today's topic because mm. we're, we're definitely uh, coming out of the gate swinging today. And it's funny. I, I, I collect memes. I know that sounds crazy, but some of them are just, they're either so funny or just so poignant that I just, I have to save it. Sometimes I speak better in pictures than in words. And one of them, which I have to use often when I see conflict online, is Preparation H Internet version for the butt hurt. And I fear that maybe there there may be quite a few people after this podcast who require this product. Uh, so this is why I bought a lifetime supply of Kinkos. <laughs> so all the papers that we got to print. Wait, we never answered. Is there still a Kinkos? Does Kinkos still exist? I haven't seen one in years. Weird. Anyway, side note. Uh, so Coconut Stickman and I, we, you know. He is photo video extraordinaire, although everyone knows that he missed his calling as the natural born comedian. He is just funny as hell, let's be honest. <laughs> but we we cover a lot of territory between photo, video, marketing, whatnot. And so we frequent a lot of different lounges. And by going to so many different lounges, we're able to see a lot of different behavior in different types of lounges. And personalities, actually. And yes, absolutely. And personalities. Not every lounge can be a Davidoff lounge. If you've ever been to one, there are a set of rules that you must follow. And while some people think them a little strict, in my opinion, they really do preserve the true meaning of the cigar experience. What do you think, Stickman? Well, Diva, let me let me kind of go a little bit deeper for those that are listening that have not been to a Davidoff lounge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, us being here in New York and the New Jersey area and, you know, all over the place and half the time, Davidoff has a very strict rule of, like, limited use of your cell phone. I mean, for us, we all business people, we have emails coming in, but... They don't want someone on their phone playing, you know, the casino game app on their phone and, you know, loud you know, music playing from their smartphone and so forth or watching a social media video or a TikTok video and so forth. They're more of the old school ideology of, you know, I don't know, Diva, would you agree with me about just enjoying the experience, sitting down exactly. it's, and all that? It's a quiet experience where you are guaranteed 
<clears throat> pardon me. And I think this is what it's really about is that no matter what, you are guaranteed when you go into a Davidoff lounge that you will not be disturbed and that you will have the true cigar experience that you went in there to have. You're not going to be sitting there hearing someone else's conversation or drama. You're not going to be hearing their video or their TikTok sound or, or whatever it is that they're streaming. No, that's why there's a no cell phone rule. They don't take your cell phone. It's not that you can't check your email or do whatever you want to do, but you do so respectfully and quietly. Rightfully so. And I'll, I'll be real with you. I mean, like with the Diva and I, we always frequent a lot of lounges um, when we're traveling for work, for business and so forth. And God bless clients who smoke. I just oh, want yeah. to get this out of there. Clients who smoke cigars, we love you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and as this re- podcast is recorded today on the 30th of December, you know, with Omicron, you know, lurking and around and not around and so forth and different mask mandates. And that's not the podcast for today, but different lounges have different rules. And therefore, as there's different rules, I think that a lot of men and women and, you know, brothers and sisters of the leaf kind of create their own rules and ideology of what a lounge etiquette should be. And, oh, preach. and what we want to talk about today is that, you know, some of the common pet peeves and things that we've seen in lounges. I mean, everybody's mileage will vary depending on your experience. But some of the things that we feel that being a brother and a sister of the leaf like, what are some of those do's and don'ts that you should or should not be doing? Diva, please. I, I would like to interject here and actually mention something for lounge owners, believe please. it or not. Uh, before we get into the whole, you know, lounge member experience, la- lounge owners, our beloved lounge owners who create these happy places for us to do everything from unwind to meet with clients and have some reprieve during travel. Remember that you are in charge when people pay you a membership fee. I don't care if it's month to month. I don't care if it's annually. I don't care if it's 500 or 15,000. And yes, we've seen them all. People are paying you for that experience. And if you do not enforce the rules of your lounge, and protect that experience, they're going to leave. Yes. And, you know, the thing is, you know how there's the old saying, the customer's always right. And for most occasions, yes, that is very, very true. But I have, we, excuse me, not I, we have seen places where the inmates, you know, let's just be real about this. The inmates run the asylum. Oh, yes. And management at that time just has hands-off approach and it sours the experience for some. It's 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 very bad because you may find a lounge that may be close by and it just takes a few village idiots to ruin the experience. Absolutely. And especially when you are throwing down a very significant chunk of change in order to have that experience. Uh, it, it it sours it so badly so badly you know and and when you've signed the paperwork that says no this no that be respectful be courteous it's it's almost impossible at least in my mind 
mm-hmm. for an owner to take a hands-off approach because it's like, well, everyone signed a certain contract to be in here. And one of the, I, I would say, most fundamental things in every cigar lounge membership contract uh, is to be respectful of others and to not create, you know, disturbances or be disruptive. And that I think is one of the most common that's violated. And so it, the, the, the diva, to be honest with you, from, from my, my perspective, I, we've been to many lounges and, and, and I, and I have to keep enforcing that because for those that are listening, like some ways say, well, you guys only been to one or two lounges and that's it. No, we've been to quite a few. And each culture, each area, each culture is different mm-hmm. based on what type of lounge it is. Some have bars, some have food and bars that are lucky to serve food and bars. Some just are literally a barn. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just, you know, we go to one of the lounges in Philadelphia. I mean, not Philly, excuse me, in Pennsylvania. That is a barn. And it's a great place. Literally, great. historically. They can't even change it because it is a historic monument. It's an old barn. And as that's so, the culture at each lounge is different. But as I was growing up, I was always taught there's there's three rules that you do not talk about. Sex, politics, and religion. Okay? And one of the big things that I've noticed, and I actually, when I'm smoking a cigar out, you know, you know, Diva, you know me, I'm always, a, you know, a chatterbook. I always like to sit and talk with people. Mm-hmm. And I always, you know, like to listen to what people say. And one of the big pet peeves I've seen in the last several years in the, you know, in cigar lounges is that, and I'm seeing an increase where there a lot of owners are changing this, is that they're not letting the members choose the channels of what is being shown. People are like the lounge owners are setting the channels. <laughs> no, I, it's, it's, you know, they're setting the channels. They're saying, look, this channel is going to show news. This channel is going to show sports. This channel is going to show like you know, like TNT or TBS or Comedy Central. And no, if you if you want to change the channel, go home and smoke there and you can change the channel as much as you want. This is a big pet peeve because there's people that will change the channel to what they want to watch. And then there's others that are sitting there like saying, we don't want to watch this. Right. You've got one person or two people who want to watch one thing and 20 other people who are just sitting there because... They're in that awkward situation of, do I get up and leave? But I'd really like to finish my cigar. What do I do? Do I say something? Do I not say something? Mm-hmm. I chuckled because you went directly to the TV thing. but <laughs> That's because that's my big pet peeve. Let, let me tie this into a bigger point. The lounge, beautiful people, the lounge is not your living room. Yes. I know that's going to come as a shock. I, I can hear people everywhere. Oh! <gasps> Diva, how dare you talk about this? But let me tell you this. It's not your living room. I know that there may be someone who comes around and empties your ashtray for you. And that's really nice. And yes, you should say thank you. Mm -hmm. But the people who... uh, I'll give you a perfect example. I am notorious for getting takeout. (laughs) (laughs) that's an understatement i have the worst health habits and usually the only time i stop working literally to eat is when i somehow land at a cigar lounge and it's you know what takeout is near me but even when i do get takeout i don't leave trash around 
Mm-hmm. I make sure there's no sauce, no residue. There's no food drop left anywhere. I clean up after myself. I have seen some people, we have seen some people where, you know, pig pen from Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah. For those of you, hopefully if you can smoke cigars, you should be old enough to know who pig pen is, but they just treat the cigar lounge like it's just like a seedy hotel. Yeah. And, and, you know, the funny thing is like when we were at Monte Cristo yesterday, I was talking to some gentlemen there and they're, they're happy. Like the t- televisions don't change channels. They're always on ESPN, ESPN two and so forth. And most guys that go in there, they're already talking amongst themselves about topics, you know, private conversations, or they already have their tablets and therefore they're logging into their Wi-Fi and watching what they want to watch, but they're respectful about it. And some of the lounges we've been to, People, once the remote gets handed, it's kind of like the alpha male or the omega female that whoever gets the remote first, that's what everyone's watching. There is no say so. And nothing. And that becomes a problem. Yeah. Nothing destroys a cigar lounge, in my opinion, as as much as when a social hierarchy forms and some people feel that they're more important than other members. And, you know, what they say goes or what they choose to put on stays. And that's where management really has to step in and say, okay, if it's Thursday night, chances are people are here for for football. Mm -hmm. And so you put this game on that TV, that game on that TV, or if they're in succession, whatever. And most lounges have NFL Sunday tickets. So like another announcer that we go to that's local to us, there's a mixture of fans for Philadelphia Eagles, New York Giants, Washington Redskins, Philadelphia I say Philadelphia, Pittsburgh Steelers. So with the four TVs there, each TV has something different. on. I think the point is diversity. Yes. You know, and then often, depending on how many screens a lounge has, uh, you may see uh, one or two channels of news on, but it's always diverse so that it's inclusive of everyone. You are there to enjoy the benefits of membership, to have a cigar. It is not your living room. Yes. So which brings me to my next topic. A lot of lounges, a lot of the guys do bottle sharing. Hence the word bottle sharing, not bottle drinking. So if you're going to attend something like this, it's okay if someone offers you a drink and, you know, it's you should feel appreciated that someone went out of the way to say, hey, you want to drink I'm out of my bottle. Okay. There's a difference between sharing a bottle with someone and then, you know, kind of taking over the bottles and then demanding other drinks from other people. Yes. It, that's that's just a dick move. I'm just going to be honest about that. That is a dick move. I, I will be honest. And I, I've seen some people yell across a room, yo, give me some of that. Yo, give me some of that. Yo, give me some of that. And, you know, a bottle and a half later, no one else has any <laughs> bottle left. Mm-hmm. It's just not cool. If you're there for a bottle sharing, be, you know, it's like... How many parties have you been to in your life? You know, don't be that guy who shows up, didn't bring anything, eats everything that everyone else brought to the barbecue or the party or whatever it is. Just, you know, it's like any group gathering, you know, play well with others. Yeah. And and I've, you know, it's okay for those that are not drinkers to say, hey, I don't drink, but thank you. But it's not okay for those that are drinkers, where somebody's bringing in like a sixty bottle, bottle sixty or seventy dollar bottle of 
bourbon or whiskey or rye, whatever they're drinking on, if they're drinking on it and they're not sharing, leave them alone. Let them be. Because maybe that's their bottle and that's their personal time. Mm -hmm. If someone wants to share with you, that's fine. And if you're cool with that person enough, then feel comfortable enough to ask to say, hey, can I get a sip of this? But don't like like with some people that we've seen over the last couple of years, don't expect to be the alpha male and demand everyone to give you alcohol when you don't give and, you know, share back. And just a little tip. If you want to feel someone out, let's say someone's sitting there. You happen to notice that they brought a nice bottle and you're not sure if they're in the sharing mood or if they're there to drink alone. Mm-hmm. You could just politely ask them out of curiosity. Hey, what are you drinking? Mm-hmm. And if they say, oh, I'm drinking such and such and they leave it at that, then you leave it at that. If they say, well, I'm drinking a such and such single barrel. Would you like to try some? Then say, oh, I'd love to. Thank you. But especially during. I think that following this, should I say, etiquette tip is especially important during a pandemic era. Mm-hmm. You know, it's now an era. I think it qualifies. Um, allow someone to pour you a glass. Now, if they invite you to help yourself and pour yourself some bourbon, whiskey, rum, whatever it is, whatever you know you choose to bring. If they invite you to pour yourself a glass, then do so, but do so responsibly. And I don't mean that in terms of your blood alcohol limit. I mean, don't pour yourself five knuckles. That's Don't rude. be a dick. Yes, don't be a dick. <laughs> yes. I mean, and it is very true, Diva, because I, I am not a drinker and... But when I'm smoking a nice cigar and, you know, I see, a, you know, someone at the table or someone sitting, I always like say to him, like, hey, look, can I, can I borrow your bottle for a moment just to take a photo? I just want <laughs> to feel true. cool. And, and people look at me and laugh and they're like, you know, stick man, you, you got to start drinking. And I'm like, nope. And I'm like, I will drink when I'm ready. Don't peer pressure me. This it, is not an after school special. It's Don't peer true, pressure. But, you know, this does. It does lead me into something else. And I know that this may seem petty, but please wash your damn hands. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Please. Now, this goes back to way before the pandemic, honestly. And I've known some people or I've seen some people in lounges where I don't think their hands have been washed since 1982. And that was only because they were stuck outside in a really bad rainstorm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's nasty. And especially in cigar lounges where it's a lot more difficult, I guess, to follow certain COVID protocols. It is all the more important that we be conscientious, wash our hands. And with <laughs> as, soap. as yes, as somebody once said, I forget where this comes from. You ain't got a lie to kick it. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this goes like back to the 90s, yeah. like a movie or something. But the point is. Folks, it's a cigar lounge. We see when you went in that door and the fact that you came out exactly 37 seconds later, we can still hear the toilet flushing and there was no water running. If the toilet didn't stop flushing and you're already out the door, you better go back inside and wash your damn hands. And the, yeah. And and oh, gosh. Which brings me to my next point of you know, from the conversations I was having the last couple of days. Uh, As we all know, 
there are times where we may just stop into a lounge. A lot of us sometimes forget our cutters, lighters, and so forth. And lounges do have extra cutters and light lighters laying around. Don't be that guy or that girl that licks the holy hell out of the back end of your tip of the cigar oh, and then goes to the communal cutter and then cuts it. You know how disgusting that is. That was na- That's another thing that was nasty before the pandemic. Yes, I've seen people lick their cigars like like they're on honeymoon night. And I'm like, are you doing something that's inappropriate? And then when I see them use the cutter, I'm like, no. Like, what's wrong with you? You know how many people used that cutter before you and now you're leaving your germs on there? You know, I hate to bring this up, but I have to because, believe it or not, uh, in my other life, quote unquote, if you call it that, I do run a marketing company. One of my clients is in pharma slash biotech. And I hate to tell you this little fact, but HPV can be spread orally. Mm. So if you're really sopping up that cigar quite a bit, you know, getting it nice and wet. And you better bite the tip off. <laughs> and, and you're using that communal cutter. The person before you may have had HPV in their mouth, which means you just got the gift that keeps on giving. Or what they call in the industry, the Douglas. The Douglas. Yes. Oh, oh, you did not. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, no, you did not. So. so, Oh, wow. You know, in lounges, people get comfortable with friends and, you know, rightfully so. It's kind of like a big clubhouse at times. In the best in the best scenarios, it's very much like a, a family like a family gathering Envir- environment, like a second home, or a clubhouse. Just, you go see your friends and yeah, like you chill, like, you know, whatever the case may be. But one thing that that a lot of people said to us and they said to me, like, hey, Stickman, the thing that I hate the most is when people go into either my locker or they go into my case and they start to nitpick what they are going to smoke next. And I mean, let me kind of explain this this thing. It's not as as often. So I thought it was at at first. And then when I realized how often this happens, there's always someone at a lounge that's always going to try to want to go through your case or go through other people's cases. And they'll, you know, be like little moongers and they'll say, oh, I haven't smoked that before. You know, do you mind parting with that? And it's like, no, like sometimes the funny thing is with Diva and I, whenever we go to a lounge, we're going to a cigar lounge and she forgot to turn off her laptop. Sorry. And the funny thing is we pack our case as we're going to a cigar lounge. And it's I look true. at her and I said, why are you packing a case when we're going to a lounge? I guess cigar anxiety. I, and I, I guess that. But <laughs> keep in mind, think of it this way. Your cigar case is kind of like your personal space. And as much as I don't like using that word. You choose who you allow to go into your personal space. And that's the same thing with your cigars. You know, like we got getting back to the hand washing. Mm-hmm. Do you want someone that's at a lounge that you know is notorious for not washing their hands to go in and start touching your 15 or $20? No. Yeah, exactly. No. And I can tell you this as a sister of the leaf who carries a purse slash small suitcase going into my cigar case and going through my cigars and just you know, picking whatever you choose or, or trying to mooch. That's like going into my purse. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Oh no, I will not react. Well, I am. I'm very close with some, a lot of people at different lounges and 
I feel comfortable enough because I know their personal hygiene. I know their personal taste and everything where I could walk away and I say, hey, if you want something from my case or you want something out of my box, just go get it. And I'm and I once you build that relationship or that friendship with someone, then it's OK. But, you know, I I I never thought I would hear this, but I heard horror stories from people mm-hmm. where they're like they're they're walking away to go get a glass of ice or something. And they're coming back and somebody that they know that's in the lounge is some members going through their box or going through their case or whatnot. And it's like, no, that no, don't don't be a dick. Yeah. And that doesn't that doesn't in any way have any bearing on the sacred ritual of cigar exchange. Anyone yes. who knows me knows I will be the first one to not only go into the humidor and buy you a cigar, but buy you two cigars because maybe I did a few reviews recently and there are two cigars that you absolutely must try and I can't choose between them. So I'll just hand you two sticks instead of one. And you go to a herf, excuse me, people are always sharing cigars. It's, It's part of cigar life. There is a difference between being generous cigars with cigars And doing that exchange, that proper etiquette of, you know, I give you a cigar, you give me a cigar versus just helping yourself to going into my box. Now, I don't mind when people say to me as a cigar diva, hey, what are you carrying in your case? Because Mm -hmm. sometimes people want to know if you're someone who is constantly reviewing cigars, what did you choose? Mm -hmm. And I'm more than happy to go through my case and say, well, this is why I chose this. And this is why I love this. Oh, and if you haven't tried this yet, you know, you must try this, but let me go through it. Let me show you. And if I choose to give you a cigar, let me give you a cigar. Do not go into my case. And this kind of rolls back to the pandemic issue. And we all work, you know, whether we work from home, we work because we're essential, whatever the case may be. As much as I know you and trust you and love you as a brother or sister of the leaf, I don't know where the hell you've been before you got to that lounge. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's times where even the most trusted people that I know, I feel like, okay, let me, if you want something and I'm willing to give it to you, which nine out of 10 times I am, let me grab it for you and give it to you. Mm -hmm. And what you do with it at that point is your business. But, you know, there's times where you do feel comfortable with some people and you don't. And, and it's just human nature. And it's nothing it's nothing personal. It's nothing offensive. It's just your comfort level. And those that love you and respect you will understand. And if they want something, they'll ask. And if you feel like in a giving mood, you give, which kind of rolls me back to etiquette of how you mentioned that your that cigar lounge is not your living room. Mm hmm. Okay, I mean, you and I are old enough to say when we were growing up, we only had maybe one or two televisions in our home. And, you know, having siblings, you fought over television to what Mm -hmm. people wanted to watch. You know, when you go to a lounge and a lot of the lounges locally, they're kind of like a clubhouse and everything. But keep in mind, not everyone likes what you like to watch on TV. They may not want to watch Fox News or NBC News or whatever that's on. They may want to be there to watch the basketball game or the hockey game. They're just there to, you know, just relax, you know, unwind from work, have a glass of bourbon, have a smoke, then go home. They're not there to sit and talk about any political, religious or your values. And one thing I noticed at a lounge, Diva, and I'll tell you this, um, there's people that we love, but we don't agree with their policies. We don't agree with their politics, but it doesn't mean that we have to hate them. 
Oh, no. But there's a time and place to talk about everything. And no, I, I love Voltaire's quote. Uh, I may not agree with you. I may not agree with what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. Exactly. And I strongly believe in that. But in all honesty, there are some times when we get caught up in conversations with people who don't understand what I learned as the rules of bartending. Because uh -huh. when I was younger, I was a bartender at one point. Well, at a couple of points, actually. And we learned you don't talk sex, religion, or politics. Today, as a marketer, I would add to that uh, sociopolitical issues of any sort. Uh -huh. Just don't. Because we end up in conversations where someone who feels very strongly about their beliefs is talking about it very, very loudly. And it's going to cause a, not a controversy, but a. An, lounge drama. Exactly. Of some sort or another. And maybe I don't want to be associated with what that person believes. And people aren't going to take it upon themselves to say, oh, well, she's just sitting with them. That's what he thinks, not what she thinks. It's guilt by association. Yes. And everyone has their own opinion. It's it's like the old saying, every, if everyone has an a-hole, therefore they have an opinion. And it's okay to have your opinion. We live in a free country and, you know, we have individual thought in minds. We like to gravitate to those that are like-minded. And sometimes we like to gravitate to those that have opposite opinions just to better understand how the universe works. But when you start to get very loud and you decide that you want to sit on your soapbox because there's others like-minded with you that are you talking the same things about, it doesn't mean not everyone in that lounge is going to agree with you. And the last thing you want to do is get into an issue where someone gets up and says to you, hey, F off. You know, I don't believe in what you need to believe in. I don't want to hear it. I'm here to smoke a cigar. I don't give a damn about what your policies are, you know, and that makes it uncomfortable for others around them. And it becomes very standoffish. And for cigar lounge owners, this is something that they should be enforcing more to say, like, OK, I know you're very political or you're very in your beliefs. But here it's a neutral area. Yes, exactly. I was just going to say that ties into the very first thing that was said, which is do not let the inmates run the asylum and respect other people's rights to enjoy the cigar experience, which leads me into another point. And this may sound a little abrasive. No one to leave other people alone. Yeah. And when there are some people, for example, we, we were at a cigar lounge recently and someone came, sat down and stayed with us for hours. Mm -hmm. Now, it just so happens that we love this guy. His beliefs are a perfect example of maybe they're different uh, and that's OK. Mm -hmm. We don't, you know, we don't get triggered and, <sighs> and we don't get butt hurt. We don't need the Internet version of Preparation H. Or a safe space. <laughs> yeah, or safe <laughs> You know, we roll with it, but uh, we have been in situations where uh, either we're working or if you see someone and there are some people, you know, whether it's 
someone's on their laptop or maybe someone's eating. If someone's eating, especially, you don't know if they're diabetic. You don't know if they're hypoglycemic or have a medical issue. Let someone finish their food. Uh, or, and that doesn't mean don't say hello, but don't interfere with someone. And it reminds me of someone else and I won't name him, but, uh, I absolutely love this guy to the moon and back, but there are a lot of times when he goes to a cigar lounge, he'll be cordial. He'll be polite. He'll have a little bit of small talk. But he is not there to engage in full-blown long-term conversation. He just wants to have a cigar, uh-huh. unwind, decompress, and leave. And be out. Yeah, I've seen him many times. He comes up to me. He says, hey, stick man, had a long day at work, 12-hour 12 12 shift. You know, my grandkids are coming by. I'm just here just to have a quick shot of bourbon, get my Maduro, my Robusto on, and I'm out. I don't even want to watch the game. Go ask about you. How's Diva doing? I say, you know, she's great. We had a long day at work. He goes, yeah, I just I'm going to sit in the corner, have my drink and be out. And, you know, people think that he's antisocial. He's not antisocial. He's not at all. Not at all. And I mean, not to air out his business. I mean, I know what he does for a living and therefore I could respect why he wants, you know, solitude. I think, though. Maybe we understand a little bit more because a lot like we are, he's on the road all the time. He is working 24-7. So maybe we're a little bit more understanding, whereas people who work in an office or punch a clock, they may not understand because for them, certain hours of the day are, you know, party time, Uh whereas for him, for people like us, it could be nine, ten o'clock at night, and that may be the first time all day that we got to even take a break. Yeah. And let me, you know, when, when you go into larger lounges, um, you'll see a lot of times brothers and sisters of the leaf, you know, kind of, corn, you know, get together and they're talking amongst themselves. If they include you in the conversation, then that's fine. Sometimes silence is golden. And if you see people that are just minding their business, it's okay to say hello. But just keep in mind that. They're not trying to be antisocial. They're just probably just there to unwind and leave. Mm-hmm. Never take it personal. Yeah, I was just going to say, do not take it personally. Because you never know what that person is bringing into a lounge from that, a heavy heart to a stress to what's going on in their personal lives, even brothers or sisters of the leaf. Think of it this way. You may not want to hear what's going on. Yeah. And sometimes it's like you may not want to be in the situation. And I mean, there's a, there's several couples that we know that go to lounges and, and one of them actually used the word resting bitch face. And I cracked <laughs> up and I, and I laughed because when she said that and I looked at her, I said, I don't see it. And, and she says, you know, you know, she was telling me and, and it was actually two different women that I spoke with, two sisters of the leaf. And she said to me, she's like, stick man, when I'm here, I'm just here with my husband. You know, if I'm, if I'm talking to people that I know, then I'm talking to people I know, but I'm just here to enjoy a smoke. And go back home because at home I am mommy. I am a mother of two and another sister of the leaf. I'm a mother of four and a grandmother of four. And therefore, I'm just here to relax. If I have a conversation with someone, that's great. If not, I'm just here to relax Mm -hmm. and go right back to being mommy and grandmommy mode. Mm -hmm. That's how one person said it to me. And, And I respected that. Times have changed. Men are no longer the only ones who are desperate for some reprieve. And... 
not every female wants to go for a mani pedi to get away. Some yes. of us just would much prefer a good cigar versus a cookie exchange. Exactly. <laughs> oh, dear God, I'd take a bullet first. I mean, it's. I mean, like to go into a personal topic. Uh, one of the lounges we we used to go to. There's a couple there. You know, phenomenal couple. And when they come in. You could tell by within the five minutes of them walking in, saying hello to everyone, that whether they're going to be in social mode, where they're mm-hmm. going to be talking to everyone, enjoying the game, or they're in conference mode, where it's a husband and wife, they're there to just smoke, talk about whatever issue that's going on, and they're going to literally leave within an hour. And respect these people. It's okay to be a social butterfly and go and talk to people, but sometimes people want to be left the hell alone. And it's okay. And it's nothing against you. It's just, you know, their mental mindset is you know, they're focused on doing something. So can, can I just interject one Please, thing, Diva. you know, this also. It, mm, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. That was a profanity restraint moment. <laughs> this applies to your guests. Yes. If you bring someone with you to a lounge, that person is a reflection of you. They are your responsibility. It's like bringing an uninvited guest to someone's party. That person better be on their best behavior. And if they're not, it is your responsibility to step in. Don't be that guy. Yes. Or gal. And, you know, another example, use your intuition. Feel people out. Like Stickman said, you know, within the first few minutes, if they're there to socialize or not, I can remember one a uh, brother of the leaf. And I, I truly love this guy. He had a heart of gold, but my gosh, this guy would talk for over an hour, hour and a half. Oh, he would not shut the hell up. You couldn't get a word in edgewise. There was no replying. He would just go nonsense. I mean, people started to take bets, which may seem funny, but there were also a lot of people who were just looking to to relax and have a smoke and said, you know, I didn't come here for this. And they would put out even a fine cigar. They would just drop it and walk. And he, he meant no harm. It's just that he like, you know, like how when you come home and you have a dog and they're happy to see you, they piss on the floor and they run up <laughs> to you. OK, but that's that's but he has a heart of gold. And, and, you know, this man will take a bullet for you without question and give you the shirt off your his back. Yeah. But. You know, not everyone is going to be as understanding. Yes. And therefore, you know, just just like when you go to any party, feel it out. You just don't go in, stick something into the mashed potatoes (laughs) and, you know, just feel it out. And and it's okay. Eventually, people will come around. Um, I mean, even when we went to one of the lounges, we go to one of our favorite lounges. People thought we were very standoffish because we would sit by ourselves oh yeah yeah and when people started to come to us and they're like oh wow like diva stickman you guys are just like wow like they 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 actually said to us we thought you guys were just jerks and you just didn't want to interact with us and i'm like no it's you know we're nine out of time nine out of ten times we're talking about our day jobs and what we need to get done mm-hmm. and by the time we're finished it's already late we want we got to get home because we got to work the next day and it's not that we don't want to socialize with others. Sometimes we're in just a business mode where we're exactly. there. Exactly. And I think a lot of I've heard some people say, oh, you know, you seem unapproachable. And I think some people may catch me sometimes at a lounge and think that I have resting bitch face. But 
And maybe I do. But the fact is, I work 24-7, literally. And so not all of the time that I have at lounges is there to have fun and socialize as much as I would like it to be. Sometimes mm-hmm. I am there to work. And so if I if you see me with RBF, don't think that I'm deliberately being unapproachable. Come say hello. Break me out of that, you know, and hey, what are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm working, whatever. Uh, no, I'm not being unapproachable. I just not everyone don't walk in and assume that everyone is in the same circumstance. Yes. As you are. Which brings me to our last topic. Don't be a mooch. I, you know, it's, this was something that was covered when we were in New York and it was so funny that as I was talking to one gentleman about this, others approached me, they're like, yo, stick man, man. I remember when I was at this lounge for the Super Bowl and so-and-so, you know, they, they started naming names that I didn't recognize, you know, came up, they're like, oh, you're smoking a, you're smoking a Padron. I want, I want, you know, I want a Padron. And I said to him, tell him to go buy a damn Padron. Yeah, like, <laughs> get your ass up and go get one. Yeah, exactly. Like if I could go get one, you could get one. And we all know that one person that is a mooch and sometimes they laugh about it because they openly know that they're a mooch, mm-hmm. but don't be that person. And, you know, I, there's a few that we know at certain lounges that are mooches, mooches, moochie. I think. I, uh, moochai. 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 I, yeah. I don't know. But, you know, I, I still like say, hey, you know what? You want to really smoke this? How far are you willing to go to get this? <laughs> you know, just, and like, they'll crack up. They'll like stick my ear dick. Like, but. I, I'm a type that loves to share. You know, I want people like if I have a great stick, I'll give it. But keep your eye out for that one or two mooches at a lounge that will only buy the cheapest stick in the house. But they want you to gift them like your 20 or 30 dollar cigar. And it's your preference if you choose to give someone something to someone. But, you know, understand the limitations of your kindness and gener- generosity. Versus becoming a fairy godmother or fairy godfather of cigars. I'll be honest with you. That's actually something I have to watch out for because I'm very, very often asked for recommendations. Mm-hmm. And I'm an enabler by nature. And very often I will actually push cigars on people and be like, oh, this is one of the best sticks I've smoked in the last couple of years. You've got to try this and I'll hand someone a cigar. So sometimes I'm a little over generous, but it does not negate the don't be a mooch rule, which mm-hmm. often, you know, how do you make it to be a mooch? You're probably a repeat offender. Yeah. yeah. If you've done it serial, once, a it will serial be moocher. Yes. But if you are a serial moocher, then... You would be Frankenberry if you were a serial moocher, if you were a serial. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, that that's dating me. But, I mean, we all have pet peeves. We all have gripes. You know, I mean, I, I'm curious to hear your guys' gripes of what things that you Wait, don't I, like. I have one more. Oh, I have one more. Do you, Diva? I, I gotta do. Hear, I got to hear I this. I do. Go ahead. It kind of ties in with the it's not your living room thing, mm-hmm. but different. When you signed, when you walked into that lounge, when you signed membership paperwork, whatever the case may be, uh, I can think of one lounge where there's a bar. And Several so lounges. Technically, yes, it, those people are paid to make you drinks and you pay for those drinks. Outside of a circumstance like that, people are not your server. Mm-hmm. 
stop, ask. And again, it's kind of like the mooch thing. It's all about repeat offenders. Ask someone to get you a drink once. Ask them to get you some ice once, twice. No problem. When you are constantly treating other people, you know, get me this, get me that. Mm -hmm. No. They pay the same amount to be at that lounge as you do. They may not spend as much or they may spend more than you or less than you. But in that lounge, they are your equal. They're not your servant. They're not your butler. They're not your maid. They're not your waitress or your bus boy or girl or whatever you want to call it. They're there to just as like you are to enjoy a cigar, enjoy company. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And I've and this ties back to yesterday when we were at Monte Cristo, where some of the guys were telling me like, yeah, there's this one guy that always comes in or there's this person that comes in. He expects everyone to, you know, get him ice, get him this, get him a glass, get him that. And I'm like, why don't he just get up and get it his damn self? Like, you know. Or why do people keep doing it? Yeah. And and the thing is, it's okay to say no. It's just okay to say, hey, I'm I'm here to enjoy this. I'm not I'm I'm sorry if you need ice, it's it's right over there. If I could take the same ten to fifteen steps to go get it. Now, there are some circumstances if someone is physically disabled, such as in a wheelchair or they cannot physically walk. Okay, and I have seen this in lounges, like when we work with vets and so forth, there are some veterans that cannot get up and go get ice. And then that's a unique circumstance. Absolutely. If this person could sit and walk, then they could go get their ice. Yeah. And if they if they know their limitations, like you and I, Diva, when we go to lounges and we know that we can't get up for a while because, you know, we're both disabled, we bring our supplies with us, Mm -hmm. you know. And we, if we come in, if there's a bar, we'll tell them, hey, we need extra ice. Is that okay? And a lot of times it's fine. They, they don't have a problem with that. Even like lounges that don't have a bar, if they have an ice maker, we'll get like a larger glass or something. We'll put our ice in there. We'll enjoy our drinks. And, you know, we, you know, we do the courteous thing, clean up after ourselves and leave. Everyone's favorite member. I want you to remember this, everyone. Everyone's favorite member is the member that causes their fellow members, no drama, Uh no strife, no issues. Even if that's the quietest person in the room, if that person has never offended you in any way, never overstepped their boundaries or gotten out of their lane, that's everybody's favorite member. And when every time I go to a lounge, I don't care which lounge it is, one of my first priorities is not to be a burden on other people. Uh Not to be a disruption to other people. You know, sometimes doing reviews, it's inevitable. We have to set up equipment. We have to set up cameras, whatnot. But but the funny thing is, every place we've been to, and knock on wood, everyone's been very respectful. If anything, they're more curious to see the behind-the-scene process of how you do what you do. Exactly. And, and, and mm-hmm. they're very respectful. Like, they come and ask me, hey, Stickman, what are you using to record this? Like, how do you do this? Or when they're watching you do a review, they're in amazement because... They're watching something like they're kind of having that experience of saying, I saw this reviewed on, you know, recorded on this day and now it's on social media or wherever it is. And, you know, we're very blessed by the universe to have those experiences. Mm. But, you know, I'm curious. We, me and Diva are curious to hear from you guys out there. What are your pet peeves? Yeah. What do you agree with? What do you not disagree with? Do not be afraid to argue. That's the whole point of. Leaf speak, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to talk openly, 
But what did we miss? Tell us what we missed. What are your pet peeves? What have you seen in lounges? Here's a good question. What is the craziest thing you have ever seen in a, in a lounge? The most off the wall. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, I, I got to hear some of this too. So, you know, hit us up. You know, if you're already hearing this podcast, you probably found us on social media somewhere. Send us a direct message. Send us an email if you want to. Hell, if you know who we are in real life, because we're on the radio or podcast world, you know, come up to us and tell us, hey, I just heard your podcast. I got to tell you the story real quick. Mm -hmm. And understand, until you walk a mile in the shoes of another person, don't assume you know them. Oh, yeah. They may just be there because they may have lost someone or they're having a bad day or something. You could be an angel to that person and either be there for them or, you know, leave them be. Or you could become a thorn in their ass and, you know, make life very uncomfortable for yourself and for others. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Just because we're all smiling at a lounge doesn't mean that we're not hiding something because we're not ready to talk about it. There's another meme. Everyone you meet today could be going through something or could be struggling just to keep their head above water. Mm -hmm. Don't make assumptions. Yeah. And my favorite being never trust a big butt and a smile. <laughs> So with that, you know, we're reaching the 50 minute mark on the podcast. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. You're a talker, Diva. But I am. I thank you for listening on to this podcast, guys, gals, thank you, everyone. everyone. If you see us at a lounge, come say hi. You know, we are approachable. Um, you want to chat about this podcast, hit us up. Come and see us in person if you know where we go. We, we love the conversation. We love to share in the smoke and talk about the smoke. Yes. Yes, so. absolutely. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to us go on and on about our pet peeves and our experiences. I want to thank every lounge that we go to for allowing us to have these experiences. We love you so much. And for you to put up with us, especially with yes. the diva. Yes. Thank you so much. So please be sure to tell us your craziest story. What are the craziest things you've seen? What did we leave out? What do you disagree with? Tell us in comments or messages or whatever. And be sure to tune in for the next one. And let me know if you do need me to order you some of that uh, internet version of Preparation H. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you guys. All right, guys. Girls. Take care. All right. Bye-bye.